Hey Foot Noted fam, it's Amina and Nafisa. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to to Foot Noted. So we talked about the craziness that is 1-0 and then we kind of touched slightly upon about self-care. How did you find your self-care journey especially through the first semester and is there anything that you wish you would have done or anything (laughs) that you said oh this worked so great I think that everyone should do this. Yeah (laughs) you know listen I wasn't perfect I will say one of the decisions that I made was that I was going to be around family for my 1L. I'm I'm from the city, so I was really fortunate and I'm really fortunate to be around family for a lot of my, for hopefully the entirety of my law school career. And so that meant that I was able to have access to home-cooked meals, which was like really important yes. to me and something that like is a privilege mm-hmm. for sure. And something that I like tried to like maintain, even though like, there were so many instances where I like wanted to, you know, eat something else or like go out and blah, blah, blah. I always tried to, to eat at home because I knew there were so many areas that I was not taking care of myself if I could. And because I received support, I could at least eat at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like maybe the one thing that I was like very consistent about, but I'm not going to lie. Like my sleep was not you know, the healthiest. I I didn't sleep a lot, especially in first semester and when I'll like, it was all over the place. And I, I don't want to know. I don't know. Like, I don't even want to be hard on myself for it because I know that it was helpful to me and that I really was just really driven to figure out what was going on in my classes because I did feel like I was like fairly lost for a little bit, but I wouldn't recommend sleeping as little as I did. And honestly, I will say like, it got to a point where because I was around family, like my family had to be like, Nafisa, like you need to, you need to like cool it and you got to go to bed. So, you know, there, whether, (laughs) whether you like it or not, like whether you think you can muster up all the all nighters you can, like your body will tell you when it's time to stop. So it's either you telling your body, I'm going to stop or your body's going to tell you. So I wouldn't recommend that, but I, I tried my best to keep in touch with like whoever I could when I had time. So like calling family members or calling a friend, albeit even if it, whether I was in a good mood or whether I was in a bad mood, at least like having that like, I don't want to say bad mood, but like, you know, going through it in terms of studies and stuff like that. I did try to like, you know, talk about my feelings and talk about my feelings especially with with my family members that was super helpful to me that's honestly how I could like take care of myself because if I was struggling like I'm just the type of person where I just need to say it out loud and then I feel better yeah so that was really helpful and getting in walks like I I am someone who enjoys like movement I like to be active and I just couldn't do it in the same way that I that I was before because I just didn't feel like I had the time so I think there's like a propensity to be like all or nothing. Like I'm going to either go to the gym and lift like really heavy weights or it's like not, not, you know, and I tried to just like be really kind to myself and say, no, I'm going to make time for at least a walk or at least like something. And those like little things do add up because yeah, physical activity is like really helpful for me (laughs) and for a lot of people, but I will just say for me. So I did try to do those, like those little things, but otherwise like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, I was out here 
sleeping eight hours a day, drinking every single drop of water I could, regulating my stress. Like, it was not that. I tried my best to do the things that, like, kept me afloat. And I tried to, like, be kind to myself and have people around me who, like, wanted the best for me, which I think was really helpful to me. But but those are, like, the little things that I did. Yeah, those are the little things that I did. What about you? I think that my undergrad really prepared me for 1L, I will say. Okay, good. Simply because in the sciences, you usually have a lab a week, which means you have an assignment a week on top of term tests starting mid-semester, and you probably have about two per course. So every week you're doing something. Every week there's a deadline. And there's something that you have to have prepped for. And the same was our my experience, at least, in law school is we had assignments due almost every week and we had some sort of deadline almost every week and so that's stress build and granted I'm not the best at stress management I usually oh yeah take you know the very healthy avoidant behavior (laughs) (laughs) but look at the computer see all the things that are due slowly close the laptop (laughs) walk away to your bed that is very much me so I it's not healthy at all I do not recommend this hey man how I did it is I did the same thing too I think whoever is out there or who has experienced 1L is in 1L currently and hasn't had that moment you're lying (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that when it gets done it gets done and I know I had that trust at least in myself because I know I will always get something done even if it's at the last second I will Mm -hmm. get it done Mm -hmm. because I procrastinate a lot but the stress of not getting it done is so much worse (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I do get it done and I found, I honestly thought I would cry a lot more in 1L. I kid you not. (laughs) I thought I'd be crying each week, but I actually didn't end up crying during 1L. And I think think it was because of the adrenaline. No, I think it was because of the adrenaline. Every time I'd submit an assignment, when I would close my laptop, I would be shaking. And that was because Mm -hmm. of the adrenaline. And again, that is not healthy. I think the most self-care I did is I would come home on weekends or Mm -hmm. as much as I could, honestly. I probably spent more time at home, even though I moved out. But it's because my family is a huge part of me being calm. And when I'm stressed, I just need to be around my family. And I just find it very nice to have people who, if like if I want to cry, I'll be like, just sit with me. Don't say anything. Watch me cry. Then I'm going to get up and go do something else. Mm-hmm. And so for me, self-care was just being around family and making okay. sure that I did. I also would tell them when I was stressed and I would tell mm-hmm. them I have this to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I do wish that I talked more, I think, and mm-hmm. kind of expressed more of how I was feeling. Because I remember I didn't cry at all during 1L. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> it was my birthday, actually. Mm-hmm. And this was during exam time. And something just triggered me. Like, I was studying for exams. And mm-hmm. something happened. And I just could not stop crying. And it was yeah. all of the pressure from those four months hit me at yeah. once. And I think I was crying for like 45 minutes and my mom came in she's like, why are you crying? And like, I was like, I don't know. And it was just because all the stress happened and it's because I wasn't dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And, and I did take evenings off in school. (laughs) I basically, I had a rule since undergrad. I don't study past midnight because I know I won't function. And then. Bro, that's an evening for you? I thought that's. But okay, when you say evenings off. Oh, no, no. So, so that was for studying, but. Oh, when, okay. I, when I would be done class, honestly, it's like if I didn't feel it, then it was like 5 p.m. If I had dinner, but I'm not doing anything for the rest of the evening. Usually That's if I had an cool. assignment, I would stay up. And so those nights would be the midnight. Yeah. But on average, I would probably take 
like two evenings off and then like mm-hmm. one evening I just be watching Netflix because I was like I need to not focus on this yeah and so that was I guess my way of self-care of being like okay make sure you still have your boundaries and mm-hmm. I have my best friend she and I like we talk about everything and so when I was mm-hmm. stressed I would tell her mm-hmm. talk to me about it and she would send me these cute little self-care packages Aww. but mm-hmm. I think that what I did yeah like I said I did for self-care was talking but I think I should have done it a lot more yeah I should have realized that how I now when I'm reflecting back is that grades aren't everything and you will get it done and knowing that that's true and taking that pressure off of being mm-hmm. like oh, I need to spend all this time on my assignment and try and get an A even if I put an extra yeah because like you had to you start working at a loss with the really the law of diminishing returns yes. honestly at that's a certain point what happens yeah and I didn't know that. I will say I did not I. know that. I didn't know that for the longest time. And then I yeah, realized, oh, I'm working five extra hours and still not getting the mark. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And I do think self-care of like doing a face mask or mm-hmm. watching a movie, eating a piece of cake or something. Mm-hmm. I think that also counts yes, as self-care. Yes, just cake. <laughs> treating yourself. Yeah. And yeah. hanging out with your friends and just knowing it's okay to take a day off. It's okay to take two days off. If you need a week off, you know what? Tell your profs that you need the week off. Just Mm-hmm. know that mental health is so much more important than any grade you're ever going to get it's so true and and you will get through one l one way or another even if mm-hmm. your entire transcript is c's that's still okay because you will still get a job yeah like really and truly yeah. <laughs> the, the person who gets you know a transcript of whatever whatever whoever gets whatever but they made it through they're still gonna get a degree exactly. so listen it really is just making your way through and trying your best it's really rough like as we mentioned like trying your best to enjoy the ride trying your best to like make the most of the experience by doing the things that you love or that you envisioned whether that's like still working within community being able to mentor you know an undergrad or being able to explain something to your loved one or making new friends and finding like your your group like all of these things are, they seem like ancillary to doing, you know, academically, quote unquote, well in law school, but they really are. That's the law school experience, mm-hmm. right? Like making those memories and making those lifelong friends because, and this is what I've heard from a lot of people. And I think, you know, I I worked, I was in the workforce for a few years before I came to law school. The people that you meet in school, whether it's your undergrad or law school they're all gonna go out and do things and you're gonna meet with them in the future and you you never know when you're gonna need to call on a former colleague in your section or someone that you knew to give you a reference or potentially a job or to you know teach you something new about something or like you know what I mean and so it is really important to like enjoy the ride and like get to know who's around you and and make those connections with people because like you really never know you never know. We won't even know until a few yeah, years Yeah, we won't now. know. But I, I have a feeling a lot of people in our section are going to do great things or yeah. in our class are going to do great things. But, you know, it's just something to keep in mind. I feel like the next kind of topic that we wanted to discuss was how to study because it seems like a little bit of a black hole for a lot of people. And it was definitely a black hole for me. I know we talked about study groups loosely, but law school studying is like a whole different beast Mm -hmm. because there is... Do I want to say a right way to study? Like, is that wrong to say? Like, I don't think it's a right... I mean, there is... Okay, yes, there's a right way, meaning you should be studying. Yeah. But there's no one way to study. To get there. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there is this like process that they call FIRAC, um, which is like an acronym facts. What's the I? Facts, issues, Issues, ratio, ratio, analysis, or application. Uh, It could be be either or. Yeah. And then conclusion. Some people end with like holdings, but you know, conclusion. I didn't even know what a holding was for the longest time. Yeah. Which is fine. And for each like core component, you need to be able to answer like, what are the facts of the case? What are the like main issues that are being, that are arising? The ratio, which is like the importance of the case. Like, why is this significant? The analysis, how did they get to their decision? What are the steps that the judge took to come to their conclusion? And then the conclusion, (laughs) the whole thing, which is like the final decision that the judge made based on their analysis, based on taking into consideration everything. And it means that you need to be able to, once you're reading a case, answer these questions and figure out how each component of the case relates to each of these kind of like keywords, the facts, the issues, the ratio, etc. And, you know, it is not intuitive. Okay, because (laughs) me coming from like an arts background, I studied legal studies, which like seems like it would be applicable. Like it was not I like, (laughs) I read a lot and I discussed a lot, but there were never any like the way that we study for law school is not analogous to this at all. So reading a case going through a case figuring out what the issues were like, was even like hard because there's so much content and it's so dense so I know for me like the reading wasn't the difficult part like I could read for a long time absorbing and being able to understand what the heck people were talking about that was the hard part and that gets better with time and there'll be like an instance where you're like I read this case like I should understand it you're probably gonna have to do two or three more passes at the at the reading or maybe even four because that's what I did and I don't feel bad about it at all And then you might also have to use the internet. Okay, we're going to say it. Yeah, you might have to use the internet. You might have to do some additional research to figure it out because you might have 5 million trillion readings to do. And while you've read it a few times, like you still want to make sure that what you have said or what, what you have researched or read like actually makes sense and solidify that. Or you might have to talk to a friend like, hey, like, what did you get for this? That might be helpful when you're going through those cases. And that's where study groups come into play. But studying takes a while. And there are these things that you use to write law school exams called outlines, which means that those are kind of like digital, I don't want to say like encyclopedias of like everything that you've read. 100 page cheat sheet, basically. Yeah, basically of everything that you've read throughout the semester so that you don't have to memorize the significance of every single case when a question on a law school exam asks you for it, you'll be able to reference like, oh, I remember that case, Donahue versus Stevenson, or like (laughs) that one with the snail or that one with African lion safari, you know, like things like that, that you'll be able to reference. So you'll be able to answer a question. So there's like, obviously a million and one study tactics that people have used. And, you know, whatever way you study, whatever way that works the best for you, whether you write notes down, whether you use your laptop, whether you are an auditory learner like me, like sometimes I would literally have to say say it out loud and play it back to myself to understand like the method that you choose to understand the content is very personal and up to you so don't compare just make sure whatever way that works for you you're at least getting at the same things that your colleagues are or that your prof expects you to know so during class like do take notes try to listen to what the professor is saying because the way they want to hear it is what is going to you know get you 
the B or the A. <laughs> Does that make sense? Am I yeah. even helpful? Like, I don't even know. I'm well, going on a tangent. <laughs> when we when we were learning about Firac, which also is Iraq, they just take away the F for who knows what reason. It's great because cases are laid out with that. It's laid out the facts, which is the background is laid out. The issues usually they'll say the issues in this case are. So you can just command find that. The analysis is always there under analysis. The conclusion is the holding or the last line of the case or the last paragraph. The issue is the R, which is the ratio, which is what you have to go digging for. And I remember all of us in the beginning trying to figure out what is a ratio? What are we trying to find? What is the judge actually saying? And so finding that I think was the biggest challenge. And that's pretty much also all you need from the case <laughs> is the ratio. So oh, the fact gross. that that's the hardest thing to find is not the best. And so you'll learn as you go. And I think the biggest thing is you should take upper year outlines, which all upper years do provide. Usually your school has a database. And when you're reading a case, first read their FIRAC. See if you understand what's going on. Then go through the case, kind of skim if there's some other things you think are more important or will help you. Add that in. But my biggest thing is I wish I started editing a 2L or an upper years outline before I just trying to go do that scratch. either. I wish I'd done that. I was yeah. doing it all on my own like a I, weirdo. Same. I was doing it from scratch, taking too many hours and then Years. I realized second semester oh I can just take a two L's and just edit it into my style which saves so much time and I learned I didn't really read too many cases in <laughs> second semester because wow. they were already in FIRAC in these outlines and so I would just skim the cases just to make sure I knew what was going on like they have a summary at the top and then I would just double check to make sure if I was a little confused and I think that that's the best you can do. Maybe for the first few weeks, you can kind of start reading some cases to understand how it works. But then after that, honestly, my advice was I wish that I could, I just started from the beginning of looking through a 2Ls outline and also starting outlines early. I know we always say this and it probably yeah. will not also happen this year, but even if you're just compiling your notes into a Word doc, just start doing that because it takes way longer than you think it does. And then yeah. when exam season comes up and you have five outlines you had to do, and organize you don't have as much time as you think you do and you will be taking breaks or things will come up and you're gonna have to crunch last minute trying to get these outlines because I don't know anyone who's gonna be memorizing 100 cases per courses I don't know anyone who did that if you do that that's amazing good on you I don't have the patience nor honestly care enough to do that I'd rather just <laughs> do my outline but I think that's like the thing I really do wish that I I knew is use as many resources that are already out there and don't try yep. and just start from scratch because you're gonna learn real fast that you should have just started from using an outline that was already made I will also say like I follow the same camp as what Amina is saying I will also say like make use of the the syllabus like if you ever feel lost try to go back to the syllabus and try to understand like they the professor has outlined the key concepts that they want you to understand and to know. And that can be really helpful because that's literally an outline of the course. So if you see something on the syllabus that you're like, I have no idea what that is, might be helpful to just like go back to it. Because yes. if the prof has outlined that it's important enough to be on the syllabus and that's a core component that they need to touch, it's examinable. Meaning like it could be on an exam. 
So you should probably, you know, go go through that. Go through that and try your best to like even listen in class because sometimes they'll flat out be like, skim this or like, you don't need to know this, but this is blah, 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 blah. And, and make notes of that. Mm-hmm. Like when a prof says something that could be helpful for your future self when you're studying for exams, make notes of it. Don't just like, you know, skim, skim through it or skim by it. But yeah, I also wish the same thing in terms of that. I knew that I could do that using like a two L's outline to guide me through the process. I was just like, so dead set on like doing it all myself. And that like individualistic, I got this. It's fine. Absolutely not, girl. You did not got this. You (laughs) wasted a lot of time. And maybe you know what, that's part of the learning process too. Like I also want to be like super kind to us because we were trying to figure it out. And we're here, which means it worked. Yes, but it could have been a little bit easier, you know. And I think also one thing is go to office hours. I did not go to office hours. I don't know why. Maybe. Why? I don't even know. I mean, I think I went to some. I honestly can't remember. I think it's okay. No, honestly, it was like debilitating a little bit. (laughs) But if you can, if you're confused, like your profs do not think you're dumb. They realize, oh, maybe I didn't explain that properly. That's what they're thinking. And if you're confused, just ask. And they love, they love to teach. That's why they're your professor. Mm. So I, I kind of wish that for some things I went earlier instead of at the end with the entire course asking a question about every week. I just went a little earlier and then I guess also try and find like practice questions because I know a lot of profs will post them and just try and do them and walk through them with a prof because then you learn how they want the question to be answered instead of you're at week 10 of 12 just starting and you're realizing I don't know what you actually want me to do here and then they're so busy with all their other courses doing the prep for their exams that you're not going to get as much attention as you would at the beginning because at the beginning no one is talking to them and they're just sitting and I know some of the profs were sad that no one would come to their office hours and it's also great to get a connection because then if you want to be a TA or something Mm -hmm. you're also already in their good books and they might hire you that's another side she's also right She's very right. There are a million and one resources out online that will be like, you have to do this and you have to do that. And sure. But I would just like my recommendation is like, listen to what works for you. Like take what we've suggested in terms of there's like an institutional element to like how law professors and law schools operate. And it's very like regulated. But the way that you get there is very much your own style and and your own what worked for you. So like lean into that, because I think you can often hear people like saying, oh, I did this, I did that. And it can be like really overwhelming. Like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Focus on what has worked for you for years and like go in that way and move in that way and ask questions and yeah go to office hours man go to office hours also one thing i was lucky enough that i met a 2l from buying textbooks from her and she she that's so good questions i had about anything she said just text me so i text her asking her questions she would give me advice or kind of guide me through things she gave me her outlines which were great and so I think one other thing is make up for your friends because they, one, were in your position. They know how hard it was. They are more than likely very willing to help you to give you their resources to share their outlines because I know outlines are very protected. <laughs> some people don't want to share them, but if you make mm-hmm. friends with some 2Ls and it just takes a little bit of courage because, yes, it might be intimidating, they are more than willing to help. And they can help you when you're confused about an assignment or you're confused about maybe how does this prof, like, their exams answered how was this prof how did you find your experience it's great to get that knowledge from them because Mm -hmm. 
then you'll be more prepared and you'll know what you're going into and it, not everything will feel so daunting. So I, I also do wish I met more two L's. I know it was harder with being, everything being online, but if you can, yeah. especially for us, if you guys see, see us at school, more than welcome to ask us for, for advice or for help. I'm more than willing to give give help. Agreed. Agreed. And then also like if you are a 2L or a 3L, like do that as well. Be like who you want, who you needed when you were in 1L and like don't gatekeep information. Be kind, be patient and try your best to help whomever, you know, you see like might be struggling around you. Because I think like that's also really rewarding for for you, right? And it also solidifies and kind of re rekindles like what you might have forgotten in 1L and stuff like that. So it can also be like if you're thinking strategically like helpful to you when you are writing the bar to revisit some topics, you know, like to be able to explain certain things and maybe not even academically, but even personally. So it's like a good foray into, you know, being a mentor to someone. So I think the final topic, because we've been talking, 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 is just like how to make friends. And I know we briefly touched on like how we were able to join our study groups, but making friends, if that is something that you are seeking, not everyone is seeking that. And not everyone has the capacity to do that because there are competing priorities. But friendship is super helpful and it's fun and it's nice and it makes your heart warm and fuzzy. So if you are looking to make friends and you might not be someone who finds that to be an easy process, good news is that there's a bunch of stuff on campus that you can get involved in. There are different clubs and associations that tend to kind of erupt in the like beginning of the year, like clubs, fairs and stuff like that, where you can meet many different students that are interested and maybe the same things that you are, if you don't see your club being represented, maybe it's time to start one. Yeah, You know, like there's so many different ways and avenues that you can meet people and take advantage of those, you know, take advantage of going and getting involved in school. Because as we've said before, like it is a really great opportunity to learn more about people in the world around you. And like, that's, those are the memories that you're going to carry for the rest of your life. So do it <laughs> what about you Amina? What, what do you have any suggestions on like making friends well with the joining clubs I do think that's a great way that's honestly the reason I joined clubs yes I was interested mm. in what I was doing but it was also because I wanted to meet people and it's mm-hmm. hard again on zoom or it's even hard in general mm-hmm. to put yourself out there I know many people like myself don't like <laughs> we're not an, an extrovert we don't just jump into situations I know Nafisa's a great extrovert and I, I really, <laughs> I let her take that. <laughs> I'm the introvert part of this. But I do think you should join clubs if you're one interested in that. Don't join clubs just because you want to pad your resume. Because Athlete. one, Speak. joining like the criminal law association does not mean you're going to be a crown attorney. Does not mean mm-hmm. you're going to be a defense attorney. No one's going to say, oh, you should have joined that. Now I'm not going to give you a job. Join things because you enjoy them. And you don't need to do it just to get a job because the job I was in, I didn't have anything really on my resume that from law school that aligned with that job and they didn't care. So join it to meet friends. I think it's a great way to meet friends. I met many friends through my extracurriculars, but also go to events or just talk to someone like Nafisa, slide into their DMs in an appropriate way. Yes, appropriate. 
Okay, that is the keyword. <laughs> Be appropriate, y'all. <laughs> appropriately slide to the DMs, or if you know someone, or you kind of know them, they probably also kind of know you and are interested in getting to know you. So just mm-hmm. approach them if you have just a boost of confidence. Just say hi to them, or maybe ask them a question about the course. You might already know the answer, but you just mm-hmm. want to get in and talk to them. I think just taking those chances and and knowing that almost everyone or a majority of people are in the same position of we're all in law school all don't know what we're doing all are trying to find some way to connect and from what i've seen as long as you just make an effort even if it's a small effort people are willing to be your friend and people are willing to talk with you and that's how i made friends is nafisa slid into my dms and i was like oh hey what's going on and then we did a lovely walk together and then i said hi nafisa we're friends forever (laughs) And now we walk to class together all the time. We really do. You just meme on WhatsApp all the time. <laughs> it's true. It's really as simple as that. Just like take the take a chance. People are entering into law school not knowing everyone. So like, and people are down to make friends. So shoot your shot. Say hello. Be friendly. And if you're shy, that's okay. Take your time. But don't worry when you do decide that you want to say hello, don't worry. If you're shy, honestly, if you see people sitting at a seat and there's an empty seat, just ask, hey, is anyone sitting here? They say no, sit with them and just say hi. And then naturally they will include you because you're in the same proximity and that's how you can make friends as well. It's not hard. People are so willing to talk with each other. And if you want to make friends, like Navisa said, then just, do it like you just yeah. do it <laughs> like just do it yeah there really is no like scientific way just try yeah. shoot your shot most yeah. most most likely people are willing to get to know you and I found that so true especially in the first you know the first kind of few weeks of school and even continuing like this is the first time that we've seen so many of our cohort in person because we are Zoom students and we just met basically everyone in our cohort. And honestly, I just was like saying hi to people in the halls that like I'd never, I'd never seen ever before. Yeah. Go to your like school's barbecue. Like, you know, it might appear as though people have their own like groups and stuff like that at a certain point, but still just like say hello and, and see what's going on. People are people are more more than likely to include you in different things so mm-hmm. yeah and, and if you see see someone say if you have a friend and they might not know the people you're with just introduce them say exactly hey, have you met this person and if you haven't then automatically there you go there's your connection you broke that wall down and now you have the opportunity to make another friend and always help facilitate that with people you see if yeah. you see someone kind of sitting alone all the time invite and, them and you want to talk with them just invite them over and i'm sure they'll mm-hmm. be super grateful for you exactly for them. don't don't you you said it so well don't like don't be exclusionary like try try your best to include people wh- whenever you can because you never know like what that person is going through if they yeah. are also you know they're they might be seeking friendship and they're just not sure how to approach you or approach the situation and you might benefit from getting to know them and their story and listening to what they have to say so yeah be be friendly be kind to people be gracious have humility and and you never know like what could happen great things exactly (laughs) well this was our episode about what we wish we knew from 1l study tips experiences that we went through how to make friends how to study how not to cry 
I'm not a crying girl. I cried. And we just want to give you words of encouragement that you're not alone. Whatever you're going through, multiple people are going through it at the same time, have been through it before you, and will go through it after you. So know that like you're not alone and you're gonna you're gonna make your way through. Rely on your friends, family, and chosen family. Talk about whatever you're going through. Nothing, nothing, nothing is worth more than your mental health. No. Nothing. So take care of yourself out there. We get the struggle. We're standing in solidarity with you. Do you have any parting words, Amina? (laughs) I think also just have fun. Know that it's a learning experience and you worked hard to get here and you deserve to be here. And so enjoy your time. Take time to enjoy and be proud of yourself that you made it. And know, yes, you'll make mistakes along the way, but it'll just, it'll make you better and you'll be better for it. Agreed. Agreed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that it was helpful to you. And we hope you join us next time 